Jackson. Shut your mouth, broadcasting. First round draft pick. Believe we got stats, kid. Quarterback sacking. 100 yard dashing. So tap in for the action. What teams got traction? Welcome to the Sim Podcast Show. I'm your co host, Eric, and I'm always. Joined by my co-host, John. What up, Ron? What's going on? You know what we do? We talk about the National Football League on a weekly basis, including the playoffs. Ron, we just had week 14. We're going into week 15. Normally, I would ask you, how do you feel? But this week, I'm going to ask you, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? (laughs) Who is the Steelers' granddaddy? Listen, um, Tomlin, you know, he, he... He can't beat the Patriots. He can't beat Bill Belichick. I don't know what else to say. You guys own the Steelers. You own uh, Mike Tomlin. Yeah, you know how A.A. Ron owns the Bears? Mm-hmm. We should just have a thing, a, a certificate that says we own the Pittsburgh Steelers. Absolutely. Yes. So we're going to talk about the NFL news. We're going to talk about our Week 14 recap. We're going to talk about our power rankings, our upset specials, and then we're going to finish with the coaches that we think are either A, going to get fired, or B, are really, really in the hot. And I don't even call it a hot seat. It's like just like blazing white hot seat. Yeah, yeah so and it's, it's a long list. It's a long list. So let's kick it off with NFL News and Ron. I put this in there. The Revs strike again. Mahomes loses it on national TV. Loses it so bad that he tells Josh Allen. And on top of that, he goes on the podium and just spills his guts. So I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna knock him for doing that, but at the same time, come on, dude. You I like you've been there. Yeah, I'm gonna knock him. Like, give me a break, right? He's like his team are the ones who've probably been on the, the right side of officiating uh, for the past two or three years. The NFL wants, you know, Mahomes in the Super Bowl. You can't tell me the NFL doesn't want, you know, Kansas City to be there. So give me a break. The refs in this situation, they made the right call. Um, so, you know, for him to go out there and read, to go out there and embarrass themselves, it was just, it was horrible. I think there's other teams that have real grievances Steelers, there was a bad call in the that Steelers game. Terrible call. Um, you know, it, it, so and officiating has just been poor, right? It's not to say that they've been good, but in that specific incident, um, you know, I think the refs were in the right. Um, and shame on Mahomes and Reed for looking like clowns. They did. They did look bad, and I know that the next day they walked it back because mm-hmm. obviously. The team wasn't, you know, the whole organization was embarrassed by yeah. it. So they walked them back. But it it sheds light on, you know, we're week 14. What the hell are the refs doing? I know that this call was legit, but this has been Officiate, Yeah, officiating has been terrible, plain and simple. Um, it's been atrocious. Um, I think the owners need to make Goodell address it and fix it. And I don't know what the solution is um, to fixing it, but they got to, you know, you know, whether it's like replay, you know, stuff like that. I don't I don't know. But it's you know, it's been bad. Critical calls at critical times um, that's impacting, you know, the game, like who wins the game, who loses the game. That that should not happen. 
it should not happen at all because if if I know that your competitive juices are flowing and you're in this tight game and every play counts, so it's like, is it Kansas City against the Bills or is it Kansas City against the Bills against the Rams? It's like they insert themselves in the game, and I know that this was a legit call, but you know, as I mentioned earlier. What happened with the Pats Steelers game? Yeah, yeah, that was a terrible. That was a terrible call, call. and it wasn't the first time on special teams for the Steelers game that officials have blown it. You know, in the fourth quarter for the Steelers, um, you know, it was a it was a false start call on the snapper. They said he moved. He didn't move any you know anything that was abnormal, right? And that was a huge play. You know, that happened again um, four or five weeks ago, late late in the game against the the Steelers. So. What can you say? Like, and it's not just the Steelers. It's happened across the entire league. There's been like horrific officiating. And to our knowledge, there's no consequence, right? There's consequences for players who go out and speak up against the officiating and coaches that go out and speak against, you know, officiating and get fined and stuff like that. But there's no consequences as far as we're aware for officials who jack up um, you know, make some really, really bad, bad calls in the middle of a game. And and I just saw in the news that Roger Goodell defended mm-hmm. the refs, mm-hmm. telling that they're doing a good job amidst all this That's what negative he's, yeah. press. He's there to make, you know, to sell a product, right? To make, you know, the NFL seem like, you know, everything is, is great. There's nothing bad happening here. That's what he's there for. Um, you know, whether with it's with officiating or, you know, any like off the field issues with certain players, he's going to try to, you know, scrub it under the, the carpet, if you will, and pretend it doesn't exist. So but I think the owners need to step up and say, hey, this is bad. It's costing my team a win. Like, we can't have this. You know, we got to be better. Yeah, they have to be much better. Uh, the other set of news is, uh, Ron, the NFL is praying in Brazil. Why? Why are they playing? The, Brazil okay. is not football, no. uh, at least American football, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Soccer reigns supreme in Brazil. So why? Well, you know the answer to that. Why? What's the answer? Money. Everything comes down to money at the end of the day. So I don't know how money is impacting this, but it's money. I can tell you that. Listen, I need like, to. I need to Germany? do the scrutiny. I, I can. I understand Europe because you know that game. We're just I, trying to spread the love, time, right? So time. Let me. T- Forget about Europe, right? How come we haven't had a game in Canada? They play football in Canada. They play American football, Canadian football in Canada. Same sport for the most part, right? Rules slightly different. We can't. But they have their own league, so, so that would be that would be. It was like it would be like me setting up another NBA team. That's not. They don't play at the same time. It is no. You know, they, they, they're not going to touch the Canada. Hawaii, Hawaii put a game in Hawaii. Hawaii is different. They have the university. They have the. But what I'm saying is this, what is in Brazil, what, that, they don't know the rules, they don't know how it works, they just, I I just, it's perplexing to me that that was actually in there, voted by the owners, so it's like, whatever team they pick to go, you're going to lose a home game, Mm -hmm. so what's, you know, to me, that, to me, is completely nonsense that they're playing in brazil yeah yeah it's nonsense it's got to be about the money that's what it always comes down to at the end of the day and you know i I don't know if brazil paid some sort of um 
transaction fee <laughs> to, to have the game. But I feel <laughs> like it's FIFA like move. that's basically exactly what FIFA does, right? That's what the Olympics. That's what, how it happens, right? You know, so there's a lot of crooked stuff that happens the, with the Olympic bidding as well. So I don't know, man. I you know, it doesn't make sense. It, but it didn't. It never really made sense for them to be uh, in Germany. Or Mexico to me to be honest with you it, it makes sense in, in Europe because I know that they want to branch out they want a couple of teams in Europe I don't know how they're gonna do it but in Brazil it just makes sense I mm-hmm. do they want more fans I, it just I don't, I don't know it's very perplexing to me yeah um, yeah the other set of news is that the NFL wants to get rid of the head drop tackle terrible um I and I I, I kind of I know that there's been a lot of injuries this year because of this particular uh, tackle. Not style. really. Not really. You so think I, so? No. Like the best no, players? No. So last Baltimore. year, I read, I heard a stat on this, like hip injuries because of hip drop tackles. I think last year and last couple of years, it's been like three players. Three. That's it. We're making a big deal based on who gets hurt. Like, so if it's a, if, if it's a top player, then it's a, a big deal. Um, I think it's just ridiculous and just another um, example exactly of the NFL just like completely turning on their own brand, making it a, a, an unrecognizable sport at this point. So the hip tackle is what it is. You got to get the player down. They're trying to like do everything to stay up, right? They're going to push you in the in your face, right? Push you to the ground. Um, you got to be able to get them to the ground. And if you need to like do a hip tackle, then that's what you do. No one's trying to get anybody hurt. They're just trying to get you on the ground. So injuries happen. That's part of the game. Can you imagine like if this was like back in like the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, like we banned all these tackles and stuff? See, this is a progression because remember 2007, Brady gets hurt. He got hurt. Nobody is allowed to go down on the quarterback. They remove that. This guy, the Baltimore tight end, gets hurt because of a hip drop tackle. They're gonna get eliminated. So, so this is what I mean. Like, is it really player safety, or is it more like, no, we don't want the star player to get hurt? Yeah, that's all it, it is. And there's like, I don't know what the again, I don't know what the right answer is, but I don't like when player uh, unions get too involved in stuff like this same you see the same thing with the nba right it's just like if you give control to the players too much you know then they're gonna come up with the dumbest rules and if you give the same thing if you give too many too much control to owners or these folks that are on the competition committee some of them probably never played a game of football before it doesn't make sense either so i don't know what the right approach is but the game is fundamentally changing it looks completely different it will look different two or three you know years from now you know hopefully it doesn't turn into flag football but i just get the sense that's that's where it's going Uh, i've been i've been telling you since day one of this podcast we will eventually i mean they already removed playing football like tackle football from the pro ball game so it's just a matter of time when they decide you know we should just have flag football all the time, and that's gonna be terrible. They already Nobody's have watch it. flag football in the Olympics, yeah. so that's to me like, however, how that's successful, how that run is, is gonna determine what happens next. Yeah, it's terrible. 
terrible. All right, Ron. As much as you don't like this, let's go over week 14. Recap. Uh, I had New England beating Pittsburgh 10 to 6. You had New England beating Pittsburgh 3 nothing. Final score was 21 to 18. Ron, we watched this game together from the very first start when uh, TJ Watts got hurt. We knew this game was different well yeah i mean first of all i you know pittsburgh let me just level set was favored by six points i thought that was going to be too high to begin with given the history right tomlin and belichick and how that's gone six points seemed like a lot coming off a loss two to the cardinals didn't make any sense um but when they went out when you guys went out and scored right away i think it was the first drive right um all of a sudden zappy looking like brady um that first uh, half and we spotted you guys 21 points I'm like this that told me that tells me that the players have given up um, and the players have tuned Mike Tomlin out and um, well I know, don't think completely completely, because completely. the second they're going, half they're going we through didn't the score at all yeah, the, zero, zero, the, the defense whole. stepped up they yeah, did the what defense. they're supposed to yes. but where were they the whole first half right and I get I, you know, I understand TJ was hurt, came back in when they probably shouldn't have come back in with, you know, with concussion and all that. High Smith gets hurt. You start the game with only three outside linebackers on, you know, on the active roster for some stupid reason. I don't know why we decided to bench um, or make uh, Golston inactive for this game. But, you know, just like everything, every decision Tomlin's made throughout the year, it's backfired. This one backfired, too. Um, and you would think, like I said, coming off a loss to the Cardinals, that they, they would come out energized. That didn't happen um, at all that first half. And it was just like a, a complete shit show. Um, so, Well, it, it was weird because, first of all, it was a Thursday night game. So it was four days after they played. So you knew somebody was going to be off. I didn't think it was going to be Pittsburgh because it's the home game. Then you have to travel, but it just it just made me realize that Sappy is a backup, right? Trubisky is a backup. So why was Sappy so much better than Trubisky? I don't know. Um, I don't know. So it's not to say. Listen, I there's only so much. I, I don't think we can give too much credit to to one thing versus the other. And what I mean by that is like. Zappy played well, but I don't think that's a reflection necessarily of how good he can be uh, or how good he is. I think it's more of a criticism on what's going on with Pittsburgh, period, you know, and their defense. Um, you know, they just decided not to show up and they made him look like a Hall of Famer. Um, with Mitch Trubisky, there's no, you know, I understand the, the short week with, you know, limited practice to get ready for the game. But having said that, you're going to pay $10 million a year, right, to be a backup. And it goes back to what I was saying earlier, you know, prior to the show. Like, there's so many teams that are on their second or third quarterbacks right now. And teams have just not, you know, they have not fully invested in that second and third quarterback in terms of, like, making sure you have the right person that can come in and win you ball games. Um 
take this game away from Zappy for a sec, but just look at like the 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 whole league in terms of like the the teams that are in contention. You got Pittsburgh with Trubisky going against the Colts, right? Both teams have a backup. They're both in playoff contention. You got Cincinnati in playoff contention playing with a backup. Cleveland in contention playing with a backup. You got um, you know Minnesota, the Vikings playing with a you know a backup right now. So there's tons of um, Chargers. You know I don't know if they're in contention right now, but their quarterback is done for the year. There's so many teams that have uh, that they're playing with like second and third string quarterbacks right now. Um, and that's why, you know, I agree with Brady with when he just said that, you know, just it's just bad football being played. Um, to go back to your question, why is Zappy more prepared than Mitch was? It just comes down to coaching. coaching that at the end of the day, right? They still look how excited the Patriots players were when they won the game. They were all they're all in. They're playing hard for Bill Belichick. I don't see that same energy. I don't see that same effort. Um, I don't see that same pride for Mike Tomlin. Listen, I'm a, I'm a sappy fan only because he is better than Mac Jones. Um, at least, you know, right now. I don't know if, you know, his draft status, all that stuff. But he's 3-1 and one as a starter. Let's keep it going. Just keep it going. Even if we... Um, we don't get a top five pick. I think that I, I like I like what I'm seeing. I'm not saying that Sappy is an all star. I'm just saying he's he's a game manager. I know that Cam Newton said, "Oh, all these people are game managers." Listen, you don't need a superstar. Let let other people be the superstar. Purdy, let other players be the superstar. Dak, let other players be the superstar. I just want him to be a game manager, and that's you know. Against Steelers, obviously, that was good enough. Well, that against Steelers, yes, that was good enough. But take it with a grain of salt. It's the Steelers, what I'm trying to say. Don't be shocked if he comes out and lays an egg for the rest of the, you know, the next three, four games, whatever we got left. I don't expect him to lay an egg. I know the, the three games coming up are tough. What did he do last week, the week prior? That was in bad weather. <laughs> Let's bad not make weather, excuses. It was cold. You know, Let's not make excuses. Listen, what's in the past is in the past. Okay. If you want to talk about the past, you lost to two and ten teams. Yes, I know two, twice. Right. So don't tell me. But don't I'm tell at least me admitting. I'm week. at least admitting my team is trash. Right. You're trying to make excuses and say well, Zappy is the answer listen, or make Kansas you the answer. City, Zappy's not, not exactly, the answer. It's not exactly blowing off heads of okay. football players. So mm-hmm. I have a, I have a, I have a, I have a light at the end of the tunnel okay. with Zappy. Um. So let's quickly go over our week fifteen predictions. Wait, wait, let's talk about our upset specials. Oh yes, what? Who was your upset special? So yeah, Green Bay. I'm proud of this, right? Green Bay favored by six and a half. Um, in New York, play. You know, they play the Giants. I picked the Giants to win twenty four to twenty three, and guess what? The Giants won twenty four to twenty two. I almost had this perfectly you know um so um again you know what's his name devito is that his name listen he's a decent quarterback he's not a starter in this league um another situation with you know team playing with the backup he's not the answer he's not gonna be a franchise quarterback having said that um i thought 
Green Bay has looked a little bit lackluster of late. And for them to travel all the way to, to New York, Giants with all this momentum, if you will, this energy that that I really do believe in, like positive energy um, with the whole DeVito situation. It, you know, you see guys actually playing hard. Um, that's all it took, you know, for them to pull out a win. So that'll work now, right? For maybe a couple games. That's not a long term answer um, for them, but good job by the Giants. And uh, I'm gonna give myself a pat in the back for almost getting this score perfect. So if it works for the New York Giants, why wouldn't it work for New England? Positive energy? Yes. So what's the where's the positive? Sappy. That's a positive. But, but it wasn't a positive two weeks ago. Right? You gotta like Listen, win. You gotta go out and win. And Tommy like DeBito lost. If I think about Browning ago. for Cincinnati, that's the positive because he's winning, right? He's not he, and he's he playing well. But game by game. It is game by game. But so he's let's winning. be happy for Sappy. Oh, okay. right. <laughs> You're like going, oh, he's 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 stuck against the Chargers. Yes, yeah, but he, he did. didn't. He didn't against the Steelers because we own the Steelers. Listen, he owns the Steelers. But when I say positive, I mean positive, making your fan base excited. No one's excited about Zappy. People are more pissed that you won the game. Right, well, they're more upset. That's a whole different that you conversation. Won the game. They're like, that's a whole get different on the same page, Zappy. You're not supposed to win this. No, People are more a, upset about him winning than anything else. Listen, that's a whole different fan base conversation about the Pats and whether or not they want to keep Belichick. That's, you know, I, I like I always tell you, there's two fan bases. Mm-hmm. There's the one that want to get rid of Belichick and everything that comes. And then there's the ones that are, hey, just take it day by day, mm-hmm. day by day. Um, my upset special, I went with Philly beating Dallas 28-24. It was three and a half uh, underdog. Um, but then Dallas came and whooped Philly 33-13. Thir- mm-hmm. um, again, this is a regular season, and I want to applaud Dallas for doing it, mm-hmm. but... Can you do it when it counts? Yeah, yeah. That's what I want to see. And, you know, this was a, a good parameter for Dallas and the way they stand. Mm-hmm. Are, they, are they in first place in the division now? Um, I don't check. think so. Uh, let me just check real quick before I start shitting on Dallas. So, yeah, so Dallas is in first place. Oh, wow. Okay. So, They're yeah. Ten and three. Hey, hey, good for them. Good for Four them. Four and one in division. Will will they get the uh, number one spot? That remains to be seen. Probably not. San Francisco has the same record. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just don't. Philly has the same record. Philly has the same record. Well, what division is tougher though? The West or the NFC East? Um, East. I'd yeah, say. I'd say the East too, mm-hmm. only because we just talk about the near Giants. Um, maybe crushing some hopes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, I mean, good for Dallas, good for the Cowboys fans. Finally, they have their, their say this week and we'll talk about them doing our power rankings. Uh, so Ron, week 15, we have on the docket Kansas City at New England and I just updated the spread. It's seven and a half. Okay. It was nine and a half. Now it goes down to seven and a half. Ron, what's your prediction? Um, 
Wow. So I wrote 26 to 10, uh, Kansas City winning. And I do think Kansas City is going to win, but I'm, I'm starting to wonder if this game is going to be a lot closer. There are a lot of issues on Kansas City, and there has been. There's no great team outside of San Francisco. I think they're on a level of their own right now, the way they're playing. I think every team has a flaw. Kansas City's flaw has been like known the entire year. They don't have any receivers. Um, you know, so I think this game might be close. I wrote down 26 to 10. I'm going to change it to, um, I'll make it 18 to 10. Kansas City wins. This is one that, you know, the over under is 37 and a half. I went, you know, continuing my streak week 15, New England winning 24 to 17 because I know that if you watch Kansas City, the first drive is all scripted, right? They just follow a script. But as soon as you throw a monkey wrench in that, in that script, they, they, they like, oh, bail us out. Andy Reid, oh, bail us out. Offense coordinator. Offense coordinator is no longer there. He left. So it's all on Andy Reid. I, I have a good feeling about this Kansas City, uh, New England uh game so i i picked new england to win this game you're gonna pick them anyways yeah, just to be clear but i did i did get close to the over and under the next game ron is pittsburgh at indianapolis again i updated the spread is one and a half it used to be wow. two and a half ron what's your prediction um i'm going colts this game's in indianapolis um i don't think from what i've heard uh, from all the interviews and stuff that I'm not expecting anything to change with the Steelers culture and their effort uh, and you know just their performance on the offensive side of the ball I got them uh, Colts winning 20 to 17 and probably being a little bit generous with the 17 points that I'm giving them um, but I don't have faith in Tomlin and I think the Cardinals game was probably the could be the beginning of the end for Mike Tomlin. We'll get to coaches at the end of the podcast, but yeah, it, it, I, I don't have any faith in the Steelers anymore. Well, the over-under is 42 and a half, which I thought was kind of... That is high. That is very high, but I still got the Steelers winning 17 to 10. I just feel like the defense... Is TJ Watt going to be there? Yeah. yeah. Well, he's in concussion pro- protocol along with um, Highsmith. So, but they both are practicing uh, in a limited basis. So we'll see if they're able to clear him uh, by Saturday. It's a Saturday game. And uh, Minka is still He's playing, playing right? Yeah, with a cast on his hand. Yeah, I mean, I know the, the the defense is banged up, but I just, I'm not, Indianapolis scored, what, six, ten, ten points, seven points that, that game in Germany. I just, I, I feel like if you can play them straight up, Minchu will make a mistake. Um, so I have them winning. Uh, Steelers winning 17 to 10. That's a lot of confidence for a team that just allowed Zappy to look like Joe Montana. Well, is is Minchu next? Minchu? Yeah. Is he I the next to look like Joe Montana? I think Minchu's better than Zappy. Well, yes, he's definitely yeah, better. Yeah, so it wouldn't shock me if he throws for 300. Oh, 300. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is, I mean, Zappy only threw for 240. Now you're saying. 240 in like a half, you know? Yeah, basically. They just didn't do anything the second half. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Ron, who is your upset special? Um, I'm going with the Washington uh, LA game. Rams are favored by six and a half, I believe. Um, I got Washington going there and winning 28 to 27. I don't know why. This is probably like the third or fourth time I pick Washington. I just like that team for whatever reason. I'm a big um, Howell fan. I'm a big um, what's their coordinator's name? Um, their offensive coordinator. Uh, Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, I'm a big Bieniemy fan. So, um, and the Rams—they're playing really well. They're in contention right now for a playoff spot. But I have a feeling Washington's going to go in there and shock them. I have Baltimore, Jacksonville. Baltimore's favored by two and a half. Uh, Jacksonville winning twenty-four to twenty. Listen, Jacksonville cannot lose three games in a row and expect to win the division. I think this is a do or die game as far as the division is concerned. I think they're going to ball out. I think they're at home. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, I know he got banged up, but he's still practicing, still playing. So, hey, you need to win this game. This is a must win for Jacksonville. That's why I picked him. Uh, Ron, let's go at our on our power rankings. Who is your top five teams for week 15? Yeah, so the only team I think that has jumped into my top five now that wasn't there before, I think, is Dallas. So um, San Francisco, I have number one. They were number one last week. Um, I got Baltimore at number two. They were at number two last week. I got Dallas sliding all the way up to the third spot. They weren't in my top five at all. I got Miami in the fourth spot. They were there uh, last week as well. And I got Philly with another loss dropping to the fifth spot. And um, yeah, you know, I'm not going to completely... <laughs> There's problems in Philly, but I'm not going to... And problems in Miami, right? So they just lost... Besides losing the um, Tyreek Hill to injury this game and, you know, losing the game, they just lost their center for the year, right? So... Uh, and then Kansas City lost too. So all the top teams are losing right now. So I, I think Philly is still a contender um, and they'll be there. They're not playing well right now, but I think they'll get through it. So I kept them in my top five. I The only change from last week was that I took out Philly because I, I don't like to see teams struggling this late in the season. And we'll go over it when we do the coaching and all that stuff. But I actually inserted Cleveland into my top five. Wow. Because I was really impressed by Joe Flacco. I mean, he was literally in his couch raking leaves. And he's right back he's to the right bench, back, to the practice squad. Right back to the practice squad, right back to throwing touchdowns. I was, you know, I was impressed. Not too bad. Now, now I know, is it DTR? Is he... Yeah, I think he's back. now. Listen, I, they can do things with DTR that they can't do with Joe Flacco, but I was, if they keep this up, they're in second place right now. They might give Baltimore a run for the No, money. let's not go crazy. Yes. Listen, yes. This team if Baltimore has... loses this week and Cleveland wins, I think that we have a competition no. for the division. I think Baltimore has overperformed. Overperformed? Overperformed this year. Uh, completely. Just given the state of the quarterback situation, uh, their running back situation, they've overperformed, period. Oh, the you're talking about Cleveland overperformed. Yeah, not Cleveland. Baltimore. Okay. Cleveland overperformed. But I think I knew, you know, Baltimore is going to be there where they're at. Um, I had them, like, winning the AFC to begin with, right? So 
Um, I think Cleveland has overperformed so far, but I think they're going to come back to reality now, especially since not just the quarterback situation is in shambles. They had a bunch of injuries, too, from this last game, I believe. Um, So they got a lot of key players that are going to be out for a significant period of time. I don't think they can withstand that because the defense is is the only thing that keep it, keeps them in ball games. And now you got some injuries uh, on that side of the ball. I think the the fairy tale has ended for them, and you're going to see them go on a, like a you know a losing streak and play them set themselves out of the playoffs uh, these next few weeks. I I don't know. Let me let me take a look at the schedule of the remaining games because I know they're three and two in the division. They have the Bears. That's a win. I don't. Uh, I wouldn't say that's a win automatically. Oh, you're hopping the Justin Fields right now. Listen, Justin <laughs> Fields. Justin Fields is a guy who can go off for like 150 yards rushing, and then throw for a couple touchdowns. You're staring up, like wondering how the, t- the other team just beats you. No, it's they can do that against Detroit. I don't know if they can do that against Cleveland. Uh, Texans, not an automatic victory. Um, the Jets. Again, not an automatic victory. Rogers might be back by then. We'll see. Uh, he's not coming back. I've been telling you that he's not coming back. The Bengals, you know, they got Browning now. He all of a sudden he looks like a superstar. So he's not a layup per se. But the fact that they're three and two in the division and they don't have faced another opponent till the Bengals, I think they're in good. They're in good place. No, they're in good place. They they have too many injuries, though. And I think that's going to be their downfall. And I don't trust their quarterback situation at all. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what yeah. happens. Yeah, that's why they cracked my top five. I, yeah. I really I feel good about so that defense. You think if they were to play, let's say Philly right now, you think they beat Philly because you have them above Philly or Kansas City? I think that defense can put hers in his place and I think that defense can uh, especially Ward I think that those oh, receivers that Kansas Ward, City yeah. is they're, they're, the receivers are not good Yeah, even if they open they still drop balls so it doesn't matter um, alright Ryan let's talk about coaches we made a list let's go with the fired coaches at the end of the season that we think who is your number one alright so I'm going to go um, fired quarterbacks. These are guys. No matter what they do, they're not going to be able to turn the season around, and they're yeah. out. They're not coming back. Ron Rivera is my number one guy. Not just because of like the under you know performance the last I don't know how many years. I, I he's always been an overrated coach to me. But you got a team with a new own ownership and stuff like that. They're they're going to be ready to make a, a move from Rivera. Rivera, Ron Rivera was also my number one guy. Uh, like you mentioned, ownership, new ownership, new. They just they need to change that whole culture, and it starts with your head coach. Uh, who's your number two, Ron? Staley, Chargers coach. Um, underperformed alas. Underperformed below, I think what their expectations are. I thought, I think they thought they had a playoff team. A team that was not just capable of going to the playoffs, but winning playoff games and maybe getting them to the Super Bowl, you know, with their quarterback and stuff. And he's supposed to be the, some offensive genius. And he, you know, he hasn't been able to do that. And, um, you know, this season, I think it's just the end end for him, just the way that, that the season has gone. I have Staley at number two, but then I was looking like uh, Justin Herbert is 30 and 32. 
He has a losing record. Yeah. So is that him or is it Staley? Not getting it, the is best it Staley? Because before Staley, uh, they had a, another coach, the black dude, and he still wasn't winning. So well, he won the. So the we he had like a what was it like a nine and six or ten and a really great record to the year before he got fired, and all of a sudden he had like one bad season. They got rid of him like real quick. So yeah, I know he drafted Herbert. So. Was it Herbert or was it the coach? <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, I, it's hard the, to tell because yeah. I know, listen, I know that every stat Herbert is going to probably crush it. But, I mean, he did he get an extension? I probably did. Yeah. So it's, he's probably going to be there for a while. So I, let's, let's put it like this. If you were to ask me the end of the season, if... Uh, if I would get rid of Tomlin and if I would trade him, I would trade him to the Chargers for Herbert. I would take Herbert as my quarterback over Kenny Pickett for what I've seen so far and start all over with a new coach. So is so Tomlin, th- Tomlin, so you trade Tomlin? Yes. Not for a draft, but no. for Herbert? Yes, I would. Okay. I would. Okay, uh, and that's what, what I'm trying to say. There is, I do have faith in Herbert. I think he has a lot of tools. I don't think he has had a lot of talent necessarily around him. Like Allen's good, the running back's good. Um, yeah, but, he had a good tight end for a couple of years. Yeah, right? but the coordinator, the the play call, the play designs hasn't been great. Definitely the the game management. Um, from Staley has been horrific, right? He's cost them games. So what I'm saying is I think Herbert can be what I think we all expect him to be, which is a top five quarterback in this league. He just hasn't played like it. And I think with the right coaching, um, he, he can get back to being that. What I'm saying is I'm not going to put Herbert top five quarterback anymore. I feel like if you're under 500 or just teetering in 500 status you can be a top five quarterback uh who is your number three ron arthur smith and there was an article i think i forwarded to you about how he's supposed to be safe despite what happens but i'm keeping him in my fired column like listen i think this is his second year if i'm not mistaken yeah a lot of expectations um for atlanta this year um probably unrealistic expectations i think you know they're playing with a quarterback who hasn't been you know he's his second year he hasn't really performed that well um they drafted Kyle Pitts thinking that you know he's gonna be a superstar haven't been able to do that you know anything with him um I think he's out you know I think he's gonna be fired despite what happens and despite what they you know is reported out there um you know in the news yeah I think this whole like oh wait and see style it's like listen wait and see is just Prolong the inevitable. It's like you're gonna get rid of this guy. It doesn't. His writing is on the wall. He doesn't know how to use Kyle Pitts. He doesn't know how to use uh, B. John Robinson. He's he has Drake London, but never has come to fruition. So this is what you know we were talking about earlier. It's like if you are considering an offensive coach, you know previously he worked for Tennessee Titans offensive coordinator. You got to develop these players, not just cold plays. You got to like actually t- 
teach teach them something and like and I don't think that's happening in Atlanta at all. I went with the Chicago coach Ibafus, I might be pronouncing it wrong. Um but I think you know if he wins or God forbid if Chicago makes the playoffs somehow, some way, I think he might save his job. I know what have him on the list as being fired, but I think he finally is learning how to use Justin Fields the right way. Yeah. So I don't have him on my list to be fired or on the hot seat, to be honest with you. I think a lot of it, you know, with their issues have been all about like the talent around him. And I know this year they went out and got some additional players. They got a receiver and all that stuff. Uh, but there's a lack of talent there. I, I think they they probably feel like they're unsure about what Fields is and uh, what he can be. And they'll probably go out in the draft and look at a quarterback. So I get the sense that, and then this is just my gut, that he's going to be back next season with the new quarterback. Uh, under the helm, um, you know, because I, I feel like they're going to put the blame more so on just missing on the draft with, with fields, just not surrounding him too with talent. So, you know, we were arguing about this earlier about fields. Would you trade for fields? Would you just give up on fields? Cause that's basically what they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So, Listen, if you don't have a guy who can really develop fields into be a, being a better pocket passer, then I'm trading him. Like, if you don't have confidence to be able to develop him, I, I'm, I'm moving on and finding someone they can throw the ball. At the end of the day, you know, this is a passing league. you got to be able to pass the ball. I don't care if you can run for 2,000 yards um, and how good your legs are. you got to be able to pass the ball. Um, and I don't think... Justin Fields has figured that part of it out yet. To be honest and to be fair, I don't think they've necessarily surrounded him with sufficient talent. Um, but from what I've seen, he's been so inconsistent, missing so many easy throws. I think it it would be there in their best interest uh, to move on. Just like, by the way, same situation with Kyler Murray in Arizona, which we'll get to because uh, that coach is on my list as well. Um, but there's teams that have quarterbacks that they got to like, big, you know, make a decision, I, make a decision on. So who, who's your number four coach to be fired? Tabor. If that's how you pronounce the name for Carolina's interim coach, I think I'm going to move on from him. They're two and whatever, or three and whatever, whatever their record is. He's gone. Yeah, I agree. I mean, my number four is Pierce, uh, the interim coach for the Raiders and the Raiders. They won that first game, and then for some reason, their offense is just terrible. Um, it's you know, it's like we mentioned earlier. If you don't have a good quarterback, you're gonna suffer in this list, on this in this league. And if you don't have a good backup quarterback, well, kiss your hopes goodbye because it's just not gonna happen. And I don't, I don't think that Piers is sticking around. He just is not doing enough. Um, who is your number five? So again, go and going back to what I was saying about the Cardinals and making a decision on Kyler Murray, you know, Kyler Murray, right? So it was Gannon who wanted Murray, and that has been a disaster, I think. Um, I think it's time for them to move on and start completely new. 
new quarterback, new coach, new coordinator, new, new everything. Um, I think that's the direction they need to go in. I think he will be canned at the end of the season. Um, despite, you know, Murray not being fully healthy most of the season. They're going to move on, I think, at the end of the year. And I have Gannon, but I have Gannon under the hot seat because, you know, Kyler Murray, I think he's basically untradeable because he has that guaranteed contract, right? So they have to figure out what kind of player uh, Gannon has in Kyler Murray. I, I I don't think they get rid of him. This is first year. I don't think that they get rid of him. In after the first year, maybe the who's, second. Who's first year? Gannon. How long? No, I think he's been there longer, hasn't no, he? Just his first year. He was he was with the Eagles last year, defensive coordinator, and then this year he went with uh, Arizona. This first year. Mm. So, so who was their coach last year? Oh, I don't know who was the coach last year. Um, I feel like like he needs to like look. I thought he was the guy who brought in. No, he no. He he basically inherited this Kyler Murray contract. Gotcha. I, I don't think that he's gonna pay for it with his job. He's definitely in the hot seat because mm, Okay. Who was the coach? I I don't know. Oh. But yeah, you're right. He this is his first show, so scratch that. I'm not gonna put him on the fired list because it's not his fault that you know what he inherited. Yeah. So Yeah, I don't I don't I don't that's why I'm not he's in the hot seat, but I don't think he's gonna get fired. Okay, so now we're moving into people in the hot seat. Oh, my number five was Tabber, and we already talked that he's probably not going to make it as interim coach. Uh, who do you have on the hot seat? So I have McDermott. Uh, you want me to go through all of them, or just no? Why do you why do you have McDermott? So because I think again, if you look at the team and the results, it's been an underperformance. I got Tomlin on this list too at the bottom, but like the expectation. Buffalo is that they would be in the playoffs and in a Super Bowl period right so it seems like every year they've regressed not improved despite making a lot of free agent signings um, you know trading for players and stuff like that the team's gotten worse and I, you know I think they're missing they, they probably feel like they're missing out on an opportunity um, you know, with Josh Allen. Well, that window is closing. It, yeah, the window is closing. And, you know, I think it's going to fall on McDermott because you've gotten rid of your coordinator at this point, right? And most often, like when you get rid of a coordinator midseason, you're the next person to go. So I think it's a matter of time. I think the writing's on the wall for McDermott if they don't get into the playoffs for sure. If they lose out or don't make the playoffs, he's, why would you keep him? Yeah, I have my German in the hot seat as well. Uh, number six, I have Tomlin and Belichick combined. The only reason why I have them combined is because when I looked at my list, they're the only two quote-unquote Hall of Fame coaches that are in the hot seat. And we already talked about Tomlin and the fact that losing back-to-back games, the offense is terrible. Same thing with Belichick, worst season ever. Offense is terrible. I don't think that they're going to get fired per se, but I feel like there's a microscope on them. Like big, big microscope. I think that, you know, this week Belichick was asked, hey, are you going to not work here anymore? And he was like, 
I'm on to Kansas City. They asked him like three different times. Hey, have you had a conversation with Robert Kraft? I'm on to Kansas City. Which he would have done anyways. He would have done anyways. If you go back, if you go way back, he always does this. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not giving you anything. Yeah. I'm not giving you anything. So it's like. It's comical. Yeah. To me, it's like. And I know that some of those journalists are the same ones from the years ago. So I'm like, didn't you learn your lesson? He's not going to give you a hint, a hairline of what's going on. But I do have Tomlin and Belichick on the hot seat. I think that Tomlin just needs to improve the Steelers to the point where they could have a chance to make the playoffs. I mean, we I did the count. There's 12 teams on the playoff hunt. 12 teams. And that's not including the division leaders. So you're talking about four, eight. You have 20 Teams out of 32 that still have a chance to make the playoffs. This is what the NFL wanted just so that they don't lose viewership, so that every fan base is like, my team can make it. I know they can. Hey, you know what? Good for, good for them. Good for the NFL. But I know I'm going to sound like an old man here. I remember back in the day when, you know, four teams made it and you were like, my team is so good. My team has a chance because you know your team was good. When the team, it's like a seventh yeah. round wild card game, you have no chance. Yeah, you no. have no chance. Mm-hmm. You barely made it at nine and eight, whatever the case might be. And it's like, come on, man. This yeah. is, you're not, you know, it goes back to like, are you putting a good product out there? Or do you just, is it all hype? You know? So, Anyways, I digress. This is why I have Tom and Belichick. Uh, who is your number seven? Yeah, so I got Belichick next at number seven. So he made my list uh, right there. I think I have him higher than Tomlin. Um, I think, you know, with Belichick, the performance this season, just how he's handled things the last two seasons, um, I think he deserves to be on the hot seat. Now, if they continue to play hard for him, maybe he can change Robert Kraft's mind. I don't believe that story, by the way, I sent you about him being communicated already that he's going to be out. I don't I don't believe any of that stuff. Uh, but I do think he is on the hot seat and, you know, he's got to, like, show that he still has his team uh, supporting him. And Ron, I saw the story that you sent me about him on the hot seat and it's like, listen, maybe after the Germany game, Robert Kraft might have said something in front of the janitor. (laughs) And then like two weeks later, sources tell me that he was going to get fired. Who are you sources? A janitor? It's like, yes, rich people say dumb things all the time. It doesn't mean that's what's going to happen. I just, some of these reports, you just just look at him and just like, what? Yeah, yeah. And and now, like, the reporter's backing, backing away, like, oh, you know, maybe he's taking out of contact. No. We that's, know, what, that's what we he know I what missed that mean. part. Yeah, he's like, oh, maybe he's taking out of contact. Now he's taking, like, all these, like, bombardment from left and right about what he said. Yeah, it's a, listen, if you come out and say this, put your name on it. Say who told you or, like, mm-hmm. say some source higher up, but just don't say, like, oh, a source over source told me. Mm-hmm. Um. Who do you have a number eight? 
Um, so you had McDermott, by the way. Um, I don't think you touched on that. Oh one. yeah, I had McDermott, and we. I agree with everything you said. This this window is shutting down. Yeah. Um, I got at number eight um, Pierce. So interim coach. Um, yeah, they they gotta perform better for them to give him the job. You know, next season as a full time coach. You know, so you know, I he's on the hot seat for sure. Let's see how the rest of the season goes. But yeah, he's he, you know, the, I think the odds are stacked against him to uh, to grab that that you know full time head coach job. Not only that, but look at your owner. Your owner has a weird haircut. <laughs> He has, his girlfriend is like haircut. 20 years younger. <laughs> Have you seen his haircut? Yeah, yeah. It looks like he puts a bowl and he just cuts it and he's like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm like, dude, you got tons of money. Just hire hair style. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, I got as number eight on the hot seat, uh, Arthur Smith. I was going to have him on the fired uh, side of things on my list, but then I was like, oh, well, maybe if he figures it out, maybe if they win the division, because that's division is still winnable. So I don't think he would get fired if he won the division. So I, I have him on the hot seat. Uh, who do you have as number nine? LaFleur. Um, this is a name that no one really talks about, but you think about the Packers, um, where they're at this year, they're okay. Um, but if you think about where they were with Rodgers, they were just okay also, right? So, again... And they're technically in contention, too. Yes, but your goal is to not just be in contention, to be in the playoffs, period, right? You couldn't do it with Rodgers, who some would say is still a top-five quarterback in this league. And if you couldn't do it with him, you want to get him out, you didn't like the way things were, and now you're not getting... potentially not getting to the playoffs with love... Um, I think he needs to make the playoffs for that team to take a long, hard look at the coach. I know I would to say, well, you had Rodgers. You couldn't do it. You didn't want him. You wanted love. You have him. And now you're not in the playoffs. Um, I think they're going to take a look, a long, hard look at, at LaFleur. See, I disagree because I think, number one, it wasn't him who pushed uh, Rodgers out. It was they didn't want to pay Rodgers the $15 million. Yeah, you, but you can you can spread him. out that fifty million dollars and make a good team because Jordan Love is not getting paid fifty million dollars. Now, is it Jordan Love's first year? Yes, yes. I think that they're gonna give him a break because it's his first year. And like I mentioned earlier, they might make the playoffs. Now, that might not be good enough for us, championship or bust. But for Green Bay, I know they don't have a true GM. Is you know, they spread the wealth as far as the ownership is concerned. But I just feel like if they make the playoffs, his job is safe. Yeah, no, I agree. If if they make the playoffs, I just don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. And they're sitting at six and seven right now. So um, I think if they're in the outside looking in, you got to look at your whole team and say, is this the right guy? Because we got rid of Rodgers. We didn't want to pay him. He didn't do well with Rodgers anyways. Right. Um so, like, if you had one of the Hall of Fame quarterbacks and you couldn't make it, and now you got a guy that you wanted to develop and stuff, and you haven't made it again, you know, you got you to gotta at least look at it to say, do we have the right person? 
And again, they got a pretty easy schedule. I mean, except for the Buccaneers. They got the Panthers. They got the Viking. They got the Bears. We know the Bears are up and coming, but they should. I mean, I thought they were going to beat the Giants and they didn't. But they got the 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 Bucks at home and they got the Bears at home. And they got Carolina on the road, Vikings on the road. So let's say they go two and two. Is eight wins enough? No. Three and one? I think nine wins might be enough to at least get in. Get in. Of course, it depends on what the rest of the league yeah. does. Yeah, it's going to depend on... You definitely got at least two teams. Well, two teams in the East, right? Dallas and Philly. You got at least one team in the North with Detroit, Minnesota fighting for a playoff spot. You got one team for sure in the South. Right, whoever is the winner, divisional winner, and then San Francisco um, and the Rams. You know they're not fully out of. They're six and ten, but not fully out. And I wouldn't count Seattle out either at six and ten, six and seven. Excuse me, uh, being out of it. So Green Bay is at six, and they're all six and seven at this point. So <laughs> there's a lot of. I'm telling you, there's a lot of teams yeah. that are still hopeful. Yeah. Um, my number nine was Gannon. We already talked about it. He's in the hot seat, but I don't think he'll get fired. Uh, Ron, who is your final participant here? Tomlin. I put him here at number 10. I don't believe, to be honest with you, that he's going to get fired. Um, unless they like go out and just lose the rest of the way. He has a losing record. He's lost the locker room. And it's evident that he's lost the locker room. Um, you know, but do you want him coaching the Pittsburgh Steelers? I want... I'm okay with him coaching if he can get the players on board with his messaging. And Big Ben said it you know, in his podcast. I don't know if you saw it uh, or listened to it, but the culture and the standard is not the same as what it used to be. The standard has changed. And, you know, Big Ben said, you know, the culture is completely different. And maybe it needs to be different. Maybe it needs to, you know, be different. But he basically said that Tomlin needs to get out there and get these guys on board, right? You, you know, you they don't, we don't have the same players that um, are showing that they're leaders. Um, so you as a head coach need to be that leader. And I feel like the players just aren't listening to that message anymore. And maybe they need a new voice, potentially. But we'll see what happens the rest of the way. Again, I think if he loses out, yeah, he's going to be on the hot seat for damn sure. So he's not going to be fired, but he'll be in the hot seat. It's going to be talked about. I think, I mean, the Steeler way, as you know, is to play out the contract. He has one more year and then they'll probably move on if he has a repeat of this next year. Um, That's the Steeler way. That's how we do things. But if he loses out, I think they're going to take a look to see do we want to go through one more year of this Um, and have a Mike Matt Canada situation where we know we had the wrong guy kept them anyways and we had to fire in the middle of the season. I don't think they're going to want that for Tomlin, but you know, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. But, you know, I think Tomlin has lost his voice. And I think uh, maybe it's time for someone new. Now, if he does stay around, then if it would be in his best interest, just like if Belichick stayed around, for him just to get somebody in there that knows what the hell that they're they're doing from an offensive standpoint. Um, so that, you know, when he goes up there and has a press conference about why he loses, he's not spending nine and a half minutes of his 10 minute conversation talking about the defense and 30 seconds about 
Trubisky and how he thinks. Oh, Trubisky played well as the game went on. Went on. That's all he had to say. You know, this press conference when you lose to a two and ten Patriot team after coming off a loss again to a two and ten Cardinals team. So he has to get somebody in there that knows what they're doing with the offense and just be completely hands off um, and say you own it, you speak to it. Um, because right now it's, it's it's an embarrassment. He goes every press conference and just talk about the defense. It has nothing to say whatsoever about the offense. Like he has, you know, that he's not the the, the coach, the head coach of the team. Yeah, I, I mean, this is the thing. This is how I look at Tomlin. I don't think he basically inherited Big Ben, right? And Big Ben, and then he was winning, won a Super Bowl with Big Ben, and then Big Ben retired. And then it all went down to hell, right? Because if you don't have a quarterback to be your... But see, let me stop you right there. Because I think a lot, I've heard so many people simplify it by saying, oh, you just don't have a quarterback. That's not your... No, it's more than that. The quarterback didn't go out there and give up 21 points to freaking Zappy in the first half. But You're listen, in charge of the defense. You what give happened? up 21 points. That's the league average. 21 points is the in league average. In the first half. And to nothing a team in that's the second half. Like, 17. Nothing in the second half. The team that's been averaging seven, you can't. Nothing you're the head coach. You're a defensive guy. Listen, you you need to have them ready, and they haven't. They didn't. Yes, but they were. In the second half, they were ready. They the scored defense. 18 points. Yes, they didn't allow any points. I just think that he doesn't have the quarterback to win it all. And same thing for Belichick. Same thing for most of these uh, coaches on this list. They don't have a quarterback out there can trust, especially if you are a defensive coach. If you don't have a quarterback that makes plays for you, you're going to suffer. You're going to be 500 or less or whatever your the case. Your job as a head coach, I don't care if you're a defensive mind or offensive mind, your job as a head coach is to make sure everybody on your team is prepared and can develop, right? They have the right leadership. That goes back to his hiring decisions, right? Who you chose to be your coordinator, your quarterback coach, your running back coach, your offensive line coach. That's all on Tomlin. That's his job. So if you don't have the right, forget about who you have as your quarterback. If you don't have someone to develop him, that's on you at the end of the day. You can't say, oh, I didn't have a quarterback and that's why. No, your ass didn't have the right people around him. You know, and that's why he lost, right? So I, I think he's a quarterback. Cool, because you already you ready, getting ready to get rid of Pickett, right? Even if I get rid of Pickett, it doesn't matter who you bring in. That's what I mean. If you, you need a good quarterback, if you can, you can bring in. Tom you just said that today. you would trade Justin Herbert. I would. Why? Because he's that's a good the quarterback. First step though, <laughs> that's you what still I mean. Need a, you still need a you, you still need a coordinator, <laughs> right? So bring Tom Brady in. How do you think Tom Brady's going to do in this offense? Tom Brady was a sort of offensive coordinator. He, he was. His, exactly. That's, <laughs> that's my what I, point. That is my point. You need no, a quarterback. That's my point. You need you a quarterback, to, a good a good quarterback. So you, you want me to find the next Tom Brady is what you're saying? There's this not is why Tom the co- Brady's This is why there. coaches suffer because finding a good quarterback is the hardest thing. It's not the reason why they suffer. What I'm saying, as a coach, your job is to find Draft the right players, mm-hmm. one, yeah. and then have people to develop them. We just talked about guys who've been fired. Look at Staley, right? You got what everyone says is the top five. You have not developed him. Whether it's you or the coordinator or whoever, you haven't well, developed him. Well, we already, him. I come to the conclusion that it's, 
it's not just the coach. It's Justin Herbert, too. Oh, well, I haven't come to that conclusion yet with Herbert. <laughs> Listen, yeah, if I you're a 500 quarterback with two different head coaches. I haven't come to that conclusion yet with Pickett, right? But, you know, at the same time, Big Ben was there and he had his worst year under Matt Canada, right? Who's your hire, right? And I know Big Ben was like half her 30 whatever years old at the time and all that. So I get it. But it's your horrible decision to put Canada there. That is the re- reason why we're in the position we are, we're in right now. Plain and simple. That's your hire. That's who you chose. I think until you get a good quarterback, not just a decent one. Like, I think Pickett was trending downward. Um, but until you get a good quarterback, same with the Pats. Until they get a good quarterback... This whole Belichick is gone after this year. Whole, that's still going to be hanging over the heads. And we know Belichick can't coach. Maybe he's not a good drafty or he's not a good GM, but he can still coach. So why is the cloud? But that's the difference, in? I think, between Belichick and Tomlin. Belichick is a good coach. Tomlin, I told you, is a good cheerleader, right? He's the rah-rah guy. He's the guy who goes in the locker room, gets their guys pumped up, motivated, go out there and like, you know, play the Steelers way, Steelers culture. They go out like and bust their ass, and they win the game. So That's, why did he win a Super Bowl with Big Ben, but not now? Because the players have not; they're not bought into that anymore. That's my point. He's so a cheerleader. He inherited players. Then. I'm not. It's not just about inheriting. I'm just saying he had, he inherited players. Yes, he inherited some talent. Right? He has talent today, but the players that were there bought into that. Right. They bought into Mike Tomlin, and they rightfully so because he's a he's a good communicator, right? He's a good motivator. That's that's who he's been the past 12, 13, how many every years? What I'm saying is this year, players have tuned him out. They said, nah, that, that ain't going to work for me. You know, they, they just tuned him out, and they, it's not working anymore. So the one thing you're good at, being a motivator, speaker, and the players, that's not working anymore. You're not a X's and O's guy, right? You, you're, Tomlin's not, right? We know that. Whether it's on defense or offense, he's just not that guy, you know? So then what are you offering is, is my point, right? If you are supposed to be the guy that gets them motivated and they've tuned you out, obviously, like what are you offering? Like what are you bringing? That's, that's the point I'm trying to make with, with Tomlin. So I think a change of scenery would be great for him because he can go somewhere and bring that to a new team with players who haven't you know who need you know, to hear that um so basically you're 50 50 on tomlin yeah i am i'm 50 50 i gotta see i have to see players bought in i gotta see and i don't care what the record is i want to see players playing their hardest bought in trying to win the game and I, yeah, I don't care if you finish with a losing record, winning record, that doesn't mean anything to me. At the end of the day, the standard is the standard. You got to get to the Super Bowl. You don't win the Super Bowl, you failed. No, Ron, uh, you are 50-50 on Tomlin. Uh, my number 10, I put Robert Sala there. I know that the Jets won just recently. I know that, you know, the whole injury to Rodgers wasn't his fault. So I just put him on the hot seat because he has a dominant defense. And the way that he's been going back and forth with Zach Wilson, the way that he's going 
Tim Boyle for one game and then he dropped him. I I don't think that he's gonna lose his job, but I think that there's a microscope on the Jets. Um do do you agree or do you think that he's safe? I think he's safe. He has an excuse. I do agree with you with how they've managed the quarterback situation, but that goes back to what we were saying earlier. He's just not prepared for an injury to their starting quarterback. Don't have a competent, you know, second guy or third guy that they trust. You know, they, you know, he's, I don't know. I can't say he's failed them. Um, the GM has failed them with not having someone, someone there. So I think Salah is going to get a pass. Um, you know, had it, had he had this record with Rodgers there, then yeah, he'd be, he'd be gone uh, for sure. But, you know, they're not, are they completely out of it? just yet um trying to pull up their record real quick um i don't know if they're mathematically eliminated at this point i mean they're five and eight yeah uh, i don't i think if i look at the uh you know the only people that are eliminated are, are the the pats but you know if i look at the playoff picture they're like way down the list yeah, yeah. um I don't. I don't think that they're going to make the playoffs. Basically, what I'm saying. No, they're not. But they finish strong. They get Rodgers back. He can actually get plays. I don't. You know, and they win a couple games down the road. Then he, he's coming. I think he's coming back regardless. I think it's just you know he gets the pass this year. And I'm not saying he deserves it. I'm just think. I'm just saying he he's going to get a pass. Yeah. I. Yeah, I just, man, I just don't like the way. I think he's playing the media, and I think that they kind of sniff it. But at the same time, there's so much, so many homers for the Jets that they're like, "Oh, really? Oh, we'll just we'll go along with it." Um, I just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not buying it yet. And I think that this, the Pats play the Jets the last game of the year, and that's gonna define. Um, whether or not you know first of all we have a 15 game streak that they haven't beat the Pats so maybe this is their chance maybe Rodgers comes back just for that game who knows I just I just don't I just don't think Robert Salah um, deserves another year not the way I mean I don't know what I don't know I haven't checked the statistics for the defense yet is the defense good? I, I don't know. I see. I feel like every week they have a a safe. Yeah, they're they're really good. Yeah. So I, and I know their their pass defense is really good. Um. So yeah. I mean, I guess he. I guess he'll his job is safe. I don't know. I just have questions about how he's handling everything. But again, it wasn't his fault that Aaron Rodgers got hurt. So yeah, he'll he'll probably get a pass. So let's talk real quick. Some guys we left off the list that maybe some people, if they are listening, if anyone listens, it's questioning. Um, Dable for the Giants. Um, Bowles, potentially, right? For the Buccaneers. There's still some guys out there that you're, you're probably not thinking about that, you know, that could be on the hot seat because well, Bolts, you know, they're leading the division right now. I, I, I don't want if, yeah. if they win that division, I think his job is safe. Yeah, but yeah, but it'll be two years in a row that they have a losing record, right? I think whoever won the division last year had a losing record as well. So, 
you know, I don't feel, I don't know. I, I just get the sense Tampa Bay is not all bought in on Bowles. And every time they lose, he gets like hit hard. He gets hammered hard um, in the Tampa Bay, like our local media here. Um, I think as long as Bruce Arians is in the Tampa Bay organization, mm-hmm. I think Tom Bowles is safe. Because his guy, right? Mm-hmm. That's his guy. So he's going to defend him until they get rid of both of them. So I don't. And, you know, Dable, we just mentioned that their positivity might win them some games at the end. So, <laughs> hey, maybe that's, they bring them back. They, you know, again, the same same thing with the uh, Salah. It wasn't his fault that Daniel Jones got hurt, right? So maybe they, they bring them back just on that. Uh, I mean, there's some iffies out there, Dable, uh, Bowles, um, would you even say Allen for the Saints? Probably not. No. Um, I mean, another that's another team that has had injuries to their quarterback. Um, I know Carr's playing; he's underperformed, but I no, I wouldn't put him there on the hot seat just yet. Would you put Brable? Because he's the team no. is only five and eight. Five and eight, but. We've had like three different starters, I think, at quarterback this year. So no, it's not his fault that no, it goes back to my point. Mm-hmm. You need a good quarterback. Oh, you do, without a doubt. But at the end of the day, you still gotta like be competitive, right? Tennessee just went went out and won against Miami. The team is playing hard, right? Regardless. Right? So it's not just about having a quarterback. It's like, is your team listening to you and are you developing players? Um I trust Vabel's doing that with with uh, Will Levis. After he swung and missed with Willis. With who? With uh, Malik. Malik, yeah. That was, without, you can say swing and miss. That was like a fourth round pick, I think. I, you know, so that is just like playing the lotto, basically. You don't know what you're going to get. Um, I don't know if it, in this, this body, I mean, you wouldn't, Carol is still gonna be there until he's yeah I think everybody else for the most part is safe I'll be shocked if any of the other coaches get it um you know for the most part I think we've touched on every team um like I said with the exception of like Dable and um and uh Bulls um that that might get it yeah I think I think uh again this what four games left, so maybe maybe they can save the jobs by winning out. And then they might not make the playoffs, but they might win out. In, in you know, in the case of the Giants and whatnot. So what what do you have to say, Ron, to the Steelers fans out there? Uh I don't know what to say. You know, stay positive as much as you can. I don't know what's going to happen this week. Your guess is as good as mine. They play Saturday night. They right? play Saturday. Um, we can look at these two losses and say this is the end of the road. That's kind of what I'm. That's what I'm taking. Uh, or you can look at it and say these are just two more games uh, that Mike Tomlin loses to you know a team that is not good because you know we always play down to our competition and we'll go out and beat teams that you know people think that we shouldn't beat. So. 
Maybe you look at it that way and say, okay, it's not a fluke. It's just what it is. That's how the Steelers play. And we'll go out and just win out. Hey guys, thanks again for watching. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. If any questions or comments, feel free to hit us up on uh, Shut Your Mouth Podcast at gmail.com. That's shutympodcast at gmail.com. You can also hit us on Twitter or on Instagram at SYM Podcast. Thanks again.